All right. Give it a second while we're going live. And it looks like we are live on social media as well. So welcome back to another session of the MSP Initiative. Very, very pleased to be joined here for this kind of end of year, again, to the end of year wrap-up session with uh, some good friends and uh, channel legends here. We've got Pete Bussum, CEO and owner of Equilibrium Consulting, no stranger to MSP Initiative. And then obviously, uh, last but definitely not least, we've got Ken Patterson joining us, uh, Director of Community for PAX 8, <laughs> wearing that, that awesome PAX 8 shirt. Always love the branding you guys do. Um, you know, really excited for today's session. There's been a lot going on in the industry. Um, I mean, a little bit, a little bit, it's a little slow, a little bit of a slow wrap up, but uh, a lot going on. And also, I think it's a great time to start talking about a little bit of next year, what's coming, what do we need to do? Um, you know, let's hopefully hand out some tips and tricks and, and help the channel continue to grow into next year. So uh, without any further ado, let's jump right into it. I mean, the first and foremost one, you know what I'm going to jump into. Oh, Log yeah. Project. <laughs> yep, of course. I, thought, well, I thought you were going to jump in right away and say we have a matching set of jerseys to compete with Ken's of the only <laughs> the only game in the year that matters is right here. Well, it matters, especially this year, apparently, because Navy won, which was great. That was a uh, yes. by the way, a lot of people are voting betting against you, Pete. I was on your side. All right. Well, good. Well, you know, every year, the Army-Navy game, they could have the worst seasons, both academies. Yeah. When it comes down to whichever one wins, it doesn't matter what their their uh, record was for the year. It it's automatically goes into this. It is. That's the military is. Super Bowl. And my dad was a Navy yeah. guy. So, you know, I got to I got to go that way. I gotta All, right. That way. All right. I, I love you. I love you even more. <laughs> <laughs> uh alec true about the this whole mess that's going on right now but um i i can't remember where i, I saw a lot of really good stuff um i want to just say quickly because we always dive into well not we i mean just in general as a community we always talk about the bad stuff you know this hack and um you know how it came up and what damage it's causing but out of this one there was a lot of positive from it seems like a lot of folks Huntress jumped on it, which all they always do. Yeah, Datto jumped up and sent out a tool to everybody to use, whether they were a Datto partner or not. Um, and then more interestingly, ConnectWise really did a great job with this one, not only with their putting it out there, but I, I'm not a ConnectWise partner clearly anymore, but I got probably six emails a day from them with updates on what's going on yeah. next. And I, th I think that's the type of involvement you that everybody's crying for, right? You want to have, <clears throat> look, you know, it's not going to be fixed in an hour, but you want to have updates on where they're at, what's going on now, what's the next step. And I, I haven't seen too many, and I wouldn't go down that road anyways, but I feel like we had a lot more positivity this go around than we've had in a long time with how quickly everybody's responding now, everybody's jumping in, they're keeping the communications open, uh, even uh, PAX 8 threw, up, you know, threw their stuff out there right away and said, hey, we're working on this. Uh, I happen to be in Denver. I got to see some of the behind the scenes on this with Matt Lee uh, jumping through hoops, trying to see where this thing could be affect, you know, be a problem. And it was pretty interesting to just see as a whole, it seems like everybody jumped in and, and stayed on top of this. Yeah, no, so I, I think we learned a lot this year. I mean, right, this is definitely not the first exploitation vulnerability <laughs> hack, whatever you want to say, for the year. Um, you know, the last 24 months have taught us a ton on that. And I think from a response rate, from 
taking it seriously. Um, you know, I mean, I saw articles coming from the Wall Street Journal on this. And it was cool to see that, you know, the level of uh, just kind of observation on it. And, um, you know, everyone knew, I mean, within a matter of hours, everyone was talking about it. And that was great. It wasn't I, a, oh, God, that happened. It's de- it's definitely good. And, and what we're seeing in a lot of our partners, since, you know, we do the marketing for them and communications, mm-hmm. is we're seeing them take what the partners are giving to them, translate it into their own and putting it their customers at ease right away, too. So right. it's That's trickling. Great. All the way through, it's not just something that we're, we're seeing, you know, hey, the, the vendors are doing a good job, which they really are, uh, but the partners are doing a good job. And that's something that, you know, Ken, as you said, the, the industry is clamoring for. You know, there's a lot of bad uh, or, or MSPs that, that don't look at the data or they're flooded or they're not resource, they're, they're over-resource driven and they can't get this kind of stuff out. And everybody seems to be re- responding as a community now, not just, you know, here or there, you know. So it's really, really nice and refreshing to see. Yeah, I think Matt Lee had one of the better lines uh, on his, uh, him and Dom did a quick pop up and they had guys like Jason Slagle on there and <clears throat> it was really good, good show. And uh, Matt was like, yeah, man, I, I got up, I made a cup of coffee. And before my coffee was cold, there was, you know, Huntress popping in with, with stuff, Dado dropping a tool. And he's like, it was, it was really quick response by, by the vendors in the community. So yeah, it's uh, and then of course, like you said, Pete, the MSPs for them to step up and be a bit more positive work with each other. And yeah, it, it's nice to be able to say, you know, listen, we're, we're going to have these breaches. They're not going to stop. They're going to keep happening. There's going to be new ones. I mean, daily, mm-hmm. but it's how we respond and how we pull together as a community that will slow them down a bit and make them less and less the news story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a partnership between us and the MSPs and the MSPs and their end clients. And, you know, taking it seriously and looking at it that way is really what changes the entire feeling of it, right? It's right. it's no it's no longer the, oh my God, you got me hacked. It's, hey, listen, we noticed this, we're taking care of it. Here's an update, right? I mean, if, if they could take that same model of what ConnectWise did and did well and do that to their end client, hey, we know you're probably hearing about this on the radio. Here's a couple applications we use that have been affected. We've already mitigated this and this, and we'll, we're implementing a patch on this one now. You should be safe within the hour, right? We haven't noticed any, any funny activity. And they're gonna go, Oh, great. They're on it. I mean, that's one of those scenarios of, you know, how often do you hear the MSP that, that gets dropped because, oh, we just felt like you never did anything. I never did anything because it all worked because I set it up well. I mean, we've all heard that story. And this is kind of that chance. Show them what you're doing well, right? Show them I what think, you're working. Show them what. Yeah. But, you know, I think industry-wide too, a lot of the MSPs and even like, uh, and I and I don't say this in a bad way, the the immature MSPs, the younger MSPs that have come in, have been able to adopt tool sets like Huntress or ThreatLocker or, mm-hmm. you know, the ConnectWise or whatever it is. They've been able to adopt quicker because the community has been talking more out on forums, you know, whether it's Reddit, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever it is. But, they, you know, that kind of stuff. So there, there's been a quicker adoption and protection that was put into place, I think, over past incidents and breaches that, that have been out there. So... You know, I, I, and I think we're going to continue to see that, you know, seeing more and more of these tools and these partners coming out. And for, to some respect, a lot of them collaborate. They build on each other. They're not just one. So it really shows that that true multi-layer 
multi-solution type thing that it's not just one thing that protects anymore you know Absolutely. there's a lot of a lot of collaboration out in the industry right now i mean look at pax8 pax8 was not a security vendor three years ago right i mean they didn't they may have sold products that had security areas to them but i mean they saw what's happening to the industry they saw that some msps are under attack and it's happening and they took matt lee who's really become kind of a beacon of security a lot of people are looking to him, following him, because when a new hack happens, what happens? Matt uh, posts it, posts updates, who's handling it, who handles it well. I mean, he's always been on top of that. They brought him in-house to keep doing that and to fund that, you know, experience for the channel, which is which is awesome. Um, and, obviously- yeah, and also just note that Matt Lee brings <clears throat> his own perspective to it. Doesn't exactly. He doesn't stick to, uh, you know. He doesn't sugarcoat things. He doesn't sugarcoat <laughs> things much like much like some do, right? So you're gonna get the full wrong. on truth. Yeah, you're gonna get the full on truth with Matt, right, wrong, or indifferent, where it's directed, whether it's you know, if 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 Pax Eight made a mistake, Matt Lee's gonna tell you Pax Eight made a mistake. Is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. He's very blunt and very to the point because he wants everybody to understand. We're talking about this. We're not talking about any one of these particular places. I'm not plugging anybody. This is what's happening. And yeah, sure, this these guys might have fallen down this time, but we fell down this time, whatever, and just keeps it real. And that's what I think MSPs respect is that they're getting a real, real insight into what happened and why, regardless of what vendor was involved, regardless of whoever was involved. This is what happened. These are the mistakes that were made. This is how we should get better. Great. So... Now we've handled that, right? That was kind of the elephant in the room. The uh, <laughs> definitely the, the craziest. Um, Did you, you want know, to do George's uh, housekeeping before we get too far along, where he talks about MSP initiative and that these yeah, are absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I was just so excited, Ken. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking the same thing. That I'm like, oh wait, what? Well, yeah, we got to probably do a little housekeeping for MSP initiative first. No, totally fair. <laughs> there is some actually really exciting stuff coming up with MSP initiative. I know there's some training sessions coming up. There's, um, you know, some some planning sessions. I should say for 2022. Definitely some uh, some fun ideas on the horizon. So pay attention to that. Obviously, as always, follow us on social. Follow us on uh, MSPinitiative.com. Um, big one, mspinitiative.com slash giveaways or giveaway, excuse me, no S. Uh, you find it right in the main uh, navigation bar, but those are going on every day. So you'd be silly not to enter. Get a lot of great prizes, maybe something for uh, that aunt, that uncle you didn't want to buy something for or make something fun for yourself. So um, take a look at that. Follow it on social media. Follow it on um, our email exchanges, right? We have a lot of good stuff going on there. Anytime we have a party, anytime we have a new speaker, you're going to hear about it. So definitely the best place to keep uh, keep up with us. And uh, there is an MSP initiative party coming. So um, we are going to be at Threat Locker Zero Trust World. So if you've not looked at that, signed up for that yet, take a look. Uh, Danny Jenkins has created a really cool community with Threat Locker. Uh, they brought in some really great people from the industry. They're building it out and they are truly uh, trying to take on the MSP community the right way. So really like working with them and their team. Zero Trust World looks like it's gonna be a great event. It's actually right across the street from where we work for IT Nation, which is awesome. Uh, so everybody knows the area well. We know the hotels, we know the restaurants. So I'm excited to be back down there and uh, will not hate leaving New York in February to head down to Orlando, Florida. So um, take a look at their event. And of course, 
Monday night, we'll be having a nice party with, uh, of course, your favorite vendors. So keep an eye out for more communication coming on that. Okay. Uh, you'll see MSB Community Block Party page updated as we move along with that. And of course, like I said, if you register, you're going to get all that. And then finally, all this is uh, also set, scheduled as a podcast. So you can find us on any of your favorite platforms, Apple, Music, Spotify, all the great ones. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Nice way to, to drive into work. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys on there soon. Now uh, back to, I know we, we threw out a couple different ideas on what to kind of address this week. I know one of the ones that I always like to do at the end of the year is just kind of that housekeeping item for your business, right? We just did housekeeping for, for MSP initiative, but for the business, you know, what do we need to be thinking about right now? I mean, marketing is a huge area that always could use an audit. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that was a fun idea to have Pete around, be shaking his head furiously because he's thinking. Because I have, I have no opinion on it. Zero opinion. Of course not. Um, <laughs> you've never yeah, seen a website wait. that needs to I mean, just because, just because he has something to do with it, that, that still doesn't throw me off of the no opinion. Pete has an opinion on everything. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ken, I guess I do. <laughs> you know you do come on pete no i mean it, it, it it's a uh it, it's funny pete so we, we you know we've known each other for a while now and uh the other day somebody asked me something about you know doing the marketing piece and all that stuff and they were asking a question about somebody that does marketing blah 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 in the space and i'm like uh you talking about pete he goes oh pete's your guy yeah yeah no not that guy he was talking about something else and i was like oh pete's my guy all right now pete's my guy <laughs> there you go so, all right, i got hey, it so hey. it just shows you it shows you how much we work together and do and so i mean yeah from a standpoint of you know who do i trust with msp's stuff and doing the marketing piece you know you're definitely that guy so i can see where that comes from so it is good to have you on here to be able to discuss this stuff because we talk about it all the time how a lot of things we were always talking about, Hey, review your contracts, review this. Well, how about review your website, review your marketing, review where you, what's your direction, what worked six months ago may not work today. All mm -hmm. those things that partially I learned from you, you know, it's good to have on here. So maybe you could have some tips and tricks for, you know, the MSPs out there. It's end of year. What are some things that they should be looking at to dive into next year? Well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, everybody says, oh, we're on the other end of the pandemic and we are, but we're seeing some things cycle back up, right? Yep. Different areas, different geos. And more than anything, you have to be <laughs> like, yeah, right. Alec, you're like, you're in getting ready to, to go into like lock, you know, pretty soon they're going to blindfold you instead of just mask your, your mouth. Right. Um, but, but, you know, all these different geos have all these different things going on for that businesses have to adhere to and, and you have to be sensitive to them, but they affect how you reach a prospect or how you even touch a current customer. And so, you know, you have to constantly be looking at how am I getting my message out to somebody? And yes, the website is something you should always be reviewing your organic SEO every month, right? If you don't have a good organic SEO program, uh, why are you spending money on paid? Right. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, you want to want to show up in as many places as you can. Organic gets you there. Paid takes you to the next level, right? But build the build the foundational type things. And you always hear me say that, you know, build the foundation before you go out and pay big dollars because you're going to pay bigger dollars than you should because you didn't do the foundations. So I always say, you know, look at your website, make sure that it's 
it's foundationally sound, right? Uh, make sure that you're getting your message. So the big tip that we've been pushing out with everybody is get rid of contact pages. Who the heck fills out a form? Look, even with like current incidents and stuff like that, how many of them come in through some kind of phishing attack that you click a link and go to a form, right? Fill out the form and all that. Who clicks on forms anymore? MSPs are great at like, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Where's George? Don't yeah. get the wagging finger, right? So uh, they're not mine mine looks like it's a little rubbery, doesn't it? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that green doll, that's cactus that they got out there right now. But, but you know, don't do it. So get, get like, uh, if you have an O365, you have an online scheduling. It takes 15 minutes to set up Microsoft bookings and put schedule a meeting now. How quick do you want to engage? Look, fill out a contact form. Now I got to wrestle to get you back on the phone, right? How often does that happen, right? We play phone tag or we never get back on the phone. So give somebody the opportunity to schedule time with you right away. That way they get instant gratification, which we've become the society of, right? <laughs> and, and you don't have to chase them down. It's on your calendar. It's plugged in and, and you've taken four steps out of your sales process, which could help compress and convert your lead quicker. So, I mean, there's, there's one big one right there. If you're not doing it, you need to, and it, so, and you have the tool for free. I'm going to, I'm going to ask two questions against that. So if we don't do a contact form, how, you know, I think one of the things people do like with that is all locations are useless there. Um, especially depending on where you are, like what your setup is. I know back when I worked at Autotask, right? We had our headquarters in East Greenbush and we did not find a lot of people popping up around East Greenbush. So we're like, oh, that's pretty close to me. But when we opened up offices in Dallas and Chicago and California, people were like, oh, that's actually pretty close. And all of a sudden they're paying attention to local you know, training events, things like that. I mean, if, if I'm looking at an MSP, I mean, I'm still going to wonder about the location. I guess, yes, you could do it at the very bottom of the page and in the footer. And that's where a lot of people will do it. Um, but there's definitely some pieces to it there. And then the other half I would say is when I do a contact form, generally that's connected to like your HubSpot or ConnectWise or Autotask, right? Um, that's all going to feed into there, create that contact and, and take some of that work out of it as well. And that's yeah, also but, to ask some of those discovery questions. Yeah, but think about it. Believe it or not, most contact forms just go to a ticket or get caught in spam because they're going directly to an individual and not to the PSA forms or any of that. So those contact forms, seven out of 10 get lost or they don't get responded to because they get caught somewhere in that MSP's email. So, you know, that's, that's another thing. If you're going to have a contact form, send it to your PSA and do some workflow against it. That creates a ticket. Yeah. So, you, so it becomes actionable, you know, uh, you know, there's some MSPs that are more mature that are using some contact management type things like a HubSpot or a sharp spring or, or others, but you know, you have to you have to really look at if you're not doing that make sure it goes somewhere don't send it to your individual email because it, it's not actionable then and you might be losing opportunity agreed and, and i think it's a great opportunity to kind of look at it and say what are the things as, as an msp what are the things i need to know if i'm going to you know, kind of make this an opportunity or not are they working with the current msp today um when are they looking to make a switch 
And all these things are going to help you in terms of forecasting and planning and marketing. Is this person just really early down the road? They just start with another MSP. They're locked into a contract for a year. There's no way they're getting out. Okay. And this is going to be a long-term play for me, but is it that their current contracts up or they've never had, you know, they, they had an internal IT and they moved out of that model. Um, this is a right now opportunity, right? I'm going to treat it a lot differently in terms of how we approach it. One of them is going to get probably a slow drip of information from me over time, a couple of meetings. The other one, I might be meeting with them three times in the next week to figure out, are we going, you know, can we go live? Are we the right fit for you? Yeah. You know, there's a couple of things that, that go along with that. You know, we're the only industry that you can't click the buy now button on a website and buy the services. Think about it. We're the only industry that you can't click buy now, right? We don't want to publish our price because we think we're so proprietary. When in reality, everybody's probably within a buck 50 a seat of each other. You know, so, there's going to be some that are on the premium yeah, side. Pete, there's going to be just based but, on just based on numbers that are popping up right now <clears throat> and facts and stats. Look what Jay McBain posted just a, whatever it was last week, stating that only a third of the channel will actually buy through distribution in the next three years or so because right. marketplace is becoming such a big deal, which is why, again, Pax8 so invested in marketplace. So. I think that we're getting closer and closer to that. Obviously, it's harder to just hit a button and say this is what's going to match, you know, what your needs sure. are from a standpoint of the uh, of all of it. But it's getting closer and closer to that where you can click some buttons and say this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, this is who I support, this is you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. then be able to say this is what I want and click it and be able to do that. So that is that is coming soon, Pete. So you hit that. Oh, I I, I know. I mean, we're. We're working on some models and even in the launch of our new website, we might be the only one in our space that's actually publishing our plans and pricing on our website, but you can't buy it yet. We're working on that engine, but you can click on schedule a meeting right down. So you can see what you get in your plan and what you're paying for it. We're, so we're very think- transparent, you know, and then schedule a meeting and let's have a further conversation, but go ahead. I was going to say, I think it does vary per product, right? Quite a bit. Like you look at the phone service, um, you know, on the B-Boy side, I look at it and the pricing on phones is honestly kind of all over the place, depending on the level of phones you're getting, right? If you're getting like kind of the, the major national resellers, it's going to be one thing. If you're getting a small local person, it could be much lower. Um, but the MSPs, I mean, I see MSPs making really healthy, good margin, on phones and we have MSPs are making 60, 70, 80%. We have some MSPs are marketing up 2X. Um, mm-hmm. It really depends on what the other people are paying and, and how they're how they're pricing it. If we put that online and they see a B-Boy logo anywhere and they come back to the website, they know exactly what that MSP is making off of them. And there are customers who will feel vindic- you know, vindicated to go back and, and really stir up a, a, you know, an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I also, yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously it's not going to be for everything, Alec. I for agree sure. with you from that standpoint. And also... You know, you got to fall into that category of who's comparing apples to apples, right? Because especially in your industry where, you know, someone will say, oh, well, I got this from, you know, VoIP company X and you guys had it. The the price was twice as much. And then I don't know. I've heard George say this 10,000 times when when he's going through an actual list. He's like, yeah, but does theirs do this, this, this and this? And then they say, well, no. But they only they only base their whole entire thought process on that one price, not realizing what comes with it. And that's where you get in trouble with the, the naming, right? Calling mm-hmm. something pro or or the next level thing and making sure that the other company doesn't have that same verbiage without the same 
description below it because they all the all some of these all all some of these consumers let's call it that see is the same terminology don't not realizing that they read the fine print one may have more than the other and i think that's where some confusion comes in and we've seen this this has happened through oh i was you know i was using mspx and they were had me on the bronze plan and your bronze plan was twice as much well but my bronze plan covers this this and this right back when precious metals was a big, exactly. big deal right so mm -hmm. it's been happening forever but i agree you can't necessarily put your pricing out there for specific things like that so there's a there is there are some places where it doesn't fit and again we always talk about this and we have to reiterate it's not a there's no silver bullet to anything we're talking about in this industry right it's about oh, what yeah. fits you your market and how you want to do it this is all about ideas and pete has a great new idea about how he's being transparent and putting it out there and has the whole that whole thing set up but it may not work for voip product so yeah it's different for everything Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think you could, though. I, I would challenge that a little bit. I think it would take a lot of time because you'd have to build a configurator that could change very rapidly on you. But, you know, where people go in and select what I what you want, but you have to get this one package. that's the core no matter what. Right. And and you're always going to pay this base fee and then you can have these add ons. You can have 10 phones of this kind or three phones of this kind or whatever and add those things on and then you know, you hit your disclaimers, like, you know, uh, you know, we don't provide trunks. You have to provide your trunks. Here's a, a referral partner link or something. Yeah, like but that. I think the, so I think you can do it in that marketplace, but it's going to take a lot of design and a lot of time to do it. Oh, so think of all your, possible. all your trees that you have to cover. Right. So it's, it's possible. I think it, it helps when you're in a marketplace with like a company like Pat Tate, right. <laughs> And Sorry, Keith, Keith. Keith was chiming in about the home of the Dallas Cowboys fan. Of course, he's he's going to chime in. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I, can picture, I can picture I can picture him standing on the pier out in L.A. with a cigar in his hand, asking if this is the channel for America's team. <laughs> can you picture it right now? Oh, I I don't have the picture. I think I have a picture of him with a cigar in his hand right here near me. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, ahead, Alex. sorry we let we, no, no. Keith, is, Keith is good at that <laughs> i just think uh i think it makes sense when you go through you know a marketplace with a company like a pax eight right a channel only company where i don't have to worry about you know because for me sure. when i don't post pricing it's not to protect me we have set pricing sheets we aren't custom quote per person it's here's our pricing sheets let's help you through it but that all goes through an initial process where you know my sales team says hey are you an msp um, and then we even verify with, cause we've had end clients call in and go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm an MSP. Can you give me pricing now? And we're like, right, really? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you're right. There are certain pockets where, like I said, there's, there's that, but getting back to the things for next year. Right. And, and trying mm -hmm. to, trying to, uh, you know, plan for next year and do the things that you need to do. Pete, let me ask you this, um, from a standpoint of, what you're going to put out there, you know, what your content's going to be. Are you of the mindset that we need to get away from this whole selling thing and just talk about education and, and push out education as opposed to sell, 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 or is there some kind of mix and match? Cause you know, we've all seen the sale part of it, right. Where people are just pushing, you're going to buy this or you're going to die and this type of thing. Or, you know, for me, I, I feel like if you're educating and you're, and you're just saying, Hey, look, 
for anybody that will listen, whether it's a customer, a prospect, or whatever, the, these are the things happening out in your in, in the industry, and this is how a company like ours can help. Right? Not saying you need to come to us, but you should. If you don't have someone doing these things, you can come to our company. And then, kind of a B part B to that would be: is it vertical specific, or do you think it could be the same across any vertical? Yeah. So a little bit of a baited question, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Would you like me so, to throw the line out so, there and everything? So, yeah, yeah. Right. Start, start fishing. Right. <laughs> throw the net out and, and, uh, you know, cast the wide net. I think education is key. Uh, I think education has always been key to telling the story. Right. And that's why blogs are so important and staying up on blogs and things of that nature, right? Uh, you know, if you're not, not doing those kind of things, you're missing a, a great opportunity to educate as well as increase your SEO, right? So there's a lot of key points that go to that. But I also think that uh, you heard me say, tell the story, right? Um, it's about business outcome. It's not about selling your customer. Look, I say it all the time to every partner that I meet. A customer doesn't get up in the morning and say, gee, I think it's time to change MSPs. Let me go and start looking for an MSP. There has to be one to three evolutions that have really upset their apple cart that have made life uh, stressful for them with their technology. And so they go, they talk to the provider. The provider says they're going to remedy it. They do it. And then what happens? Eventually, strike three comes and they don't want to remedy it with the partner anymore. They're worn out. So that's when they start looking, right? And that's where your story and telling the story and the education staying front of mind, that's where marketing really plays the role because they think of you first. Hey, I got this great information. These people were always putting things out. They, they put something out on Log4J. They put something out on different incidents or breaches. You know, they're constantly educating the community and that's the kind of company I want to work with. So they're starting to dream with you that the story that you've been giving them over a period of time, and that doesn't happen overnight. You have to build that confidence into the, to the base that you're warming up to try and do business with. Right. So I think, you know, that trend will continue. Obviously, you know, what's the business outcome? Can you prove the business outcome? Because look, how many MSPs are there in the in just the U.S. alone now? Hundred thousand more. Hold on, let me throw a rock. I bet you I can hit one. Right. <laughs> but you know, so when you look at that, everybody's saying the same story. I have low churn in my thing. I've been around from this. I've got, you know, I hear the same thing. Everybody's unique. It's like in all the MSPs that deal with school systems, if you've dealt with the school system, they're doing all this groundbreaking stuff in the school system. No, they're not. They're doing what's given and, and follow the money, right? The money's yeah. coming in from this grant. They have to do what that grant says, right? So, you know. Just ask Blackboard right now. I think they're down still. Yeah, right? Yeah, look but, at Alex's face. Anybody who went to college knows what Blackboard is. And yeah. you know, would, would, that would probably uh, ruin, a, ruin oh. a few days for you. Anybody well, that, that did homeschooling pretty much knows, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> but it's definitely a, it, you know, it, it's a, a fine edge. But it, again, it goes back to knowing your demographic. What's the condition? What's the market condition? And tell the right story. You know, don't, don't take syndicated like, uh, you know, drives me crazy. A lot of these companies do websites and they take syndicated material. 
you're actually hurting yourself taking. You're better off not taking that syndicated material than actually putting it because you're getting the same content as 5,000 other MSPs at that point. And what do you think that does for SEO? It ignores it. <clears throat> There's no way you can rank. So, you know, it's worth doing some, you know, regular content and, and forcing yourself into, you know, look, if you, you, you should be able to write a 400 to 700 word you know, piece that you can put out every couple of weeks. And if you don't, then there's companies like us out there, right? We'll, we'll be happy to help you and, and talk to you about it. But, you know, tell that story, have people live that story with you, dream, tell it. Don't do just emails like I'm a managed service provider. I can do it. Tell a story. Hey, ask some questions, ask some hard questions in your emails, but then provide them a, a resource back in your website. And build on that each one. Don't now change your tune like next week because you you didn't get the results that you wanted. You have to build and it takes over time. And you're just taking those steps one by one until you get to a rung that now you're starting to see some return that comes in. That could be six months to a year. <laughs> it's not a fast process. So you have to be committed to marketing. And you also have to be committed that just because you send an email out doesn't mean that your phone's going to ring 30 times and you're going to have 20 appointments within a week of your first email. I mean, it's not. It, 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 it is, you know, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> well, no. And Pete, the most important part of what you just said is it could take six months to a year. So that means you're going to start now. Like you have mm -hmm. to start right away. If you're not doing it, you, everybody says, oh, well, it didn't work for me. It didn't work. And I did, you know, that whole part. But yeah, if you didn't give it the time. And then, by the way, every time you say that and don't do something, it gets further and further out from when you can start. And sure, there are some companies out there that are burn you and not necessarily be, mm -hmm. you know, right up the alley. But talk to other MSPs. Go out there and talk to people and say, what worked? How did it work for you? What did you have to do? Who are you targeting? Make sure you're in the same ballpark of, of what, what they're doing to make sure that the company does everything that they say and it matches up with what you want to do. Yep. Absolutely. And, and the vertical thing, the reason why I brought that up, Pete, was because we know that basically all the verticals are the same. They all have business models. They, mm -hmm. they all have needs and they all need to be compliant. They all need to be secure. It doesn't matter what business it is, but you know, with COVID hitting, you know, we had partners that were in the restaurant business that got completely decimated right. because they're, they had no, all the restaurants either closed or slowed drastically, especially in Vegas. Um, but some of these partners made, made very rapid pivots to micro verticals that are now exploding. And I think it's, it's, it's very important to remember that, yes, you want to be really good at certain things, but you should diversify your vertical and, and go into other verticals and you can't just willy nilly do that. You should understand them. But at the core of all that is that they have a business that need and they need to be secure. And, you know, one of the big ones that's popping up, whether right, wrong or indifferent is cannabis. Cannabis is one of those. It's a business that is not going away. It's going to continuously grow. And by the way, it's one of the fastest growing verticals. Um, and by the way, they need compliance in a big way because they're heavily okay. regulated. Right. Well, they need they need more than <laughs> compliance. They need right. Total they're heavily solution. regulated. 
Right. They're heavily regulated and they're heavily IT dependent for their growing. Right. Exactly. So all of these things that tie into these verticals, make sure you do a little homework because listen, healthcare, finance, legal, top three verticals in the world right now, they, they survived. But if you were doing healthcare and you had a dentist, <laughs> you you weren't feeling too good during COVID, right? It was one of the no. ones that, you know, no one's putting your hands in your mouth during COVID, right? So it's just not happening. Um, so when make sure that you're diversifying a bit on that and just a couple of quick notes that I've been seeing lately, because I do study these micro verticals. Cannabis is the number one, but you got fitness clubs and lifestyle because they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of online and they need a lot of technology for the things. Senior living is actually growing because there's a lot more with remote that ties right in. Uh, urgent care, outpatient care. Uh, we've heard a story in the news. It wasn't in America quite yet, but where someone actually died because they didn't have the technology properly set up and it was they were sent away. Um, and then veterinary hospitals, believe it or not, veterinary hospitals have like doubled. Booming. Yes. I love I love veterinary though. It's yeah. such a unique because they're not regulated like patient care no. for a human is. And that the doctors have are, are so much more caring because they don't have to do the volume, you know, and they're not concerned about how pay how they pay for their next boat or their next BMW or Mercedes. They want to know how they're going to pay for their maybe their next Subaru Forester, right? So they, they, I mean, really, if you think about it, look at the parking lot, right? It's not, it's, 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 they're much more, you know, earthy, natural, you know, salt of the earth kind of people. So they really have a care for their patient and it's not about volume. I mean, and they have all the same core functions of, of a hospital. They have their own pharmacy. They have their own doctors. They do have insurance billing for some, they have regular care, right? Doctor's visits that they do. They have a store usually out front where they're selling or have some kind of products that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So they've got all the aspects and many of them have multiple locations. So they're, they're great. If you can tap into that market, they're usually a much, and, and they understand the value of technology to their business. That's, that's the key, you know, and that's, that's um, just a desirable customer because they want, they're all about the outcome patient outcome and to get the patient outcome, they want their business to operationally be as, you know, like my vet comes out with their iPad to the car. You know, my dogs, I, I had the two dogs bit by copperheads, right? So one, I was driving back from Channel Strong, from New Jersey, and I was about an hour out and, and my wife had to take it. The other one, they all corralled around and he must have just stuck his face at the right spot and, and it got the hit. But, you know, they come out to the car, they have the iPad. They process everything. They take the dog in. They come out. You do your billing on the iPad. They, you know, they prescribe everything. They do it. And what's your email address? We'll send you all the documents so you have it, right? So, you know, everything has evolved. But what in doctors? Some doctors you see the iPad. Some you don't. Mm-hmm. Some, you know. But go into just about any veterinarian clinic, and they're all automated. Yeah. They. they <clears> that was one of our it. largest. Uh, one of our largest clients. As an M- when I was an MSP, mm-hmm. we had a very large vet, vet veterinary clinic, and they had you know these amazing operating stations that you know all had to be completely secure and clean, and they had a ton of technology in there and the software that managed the technology that all the pieces of equipment that they had to use. Um, so they got it. If something went wrong, you know, animals could be could have problems. So right. yeah, I completely agree with you. I had that. Uh, we had one of those uh, larger MS, larger veterinary clinics, and it was great. They definitely so, got what they needed. 
I'll say, um, you know, we actually got a puppy back in August. And, you know, one of the first things you do is you start looking for that vet. We called four different vets that recommended to us before we found one that had any availability. It's insane. I mean, they literally, every single one was like, yeah, we have a 18 month wait list. I was like, well, I have the dog now. So that's not going to work. <laughs> um, People are keeping their pets around longer too. So there's a lot more surgical procedures. Like who, who would ever have thought, you know, 15, 20 years ago are treating your dog for, for cancer mm-hmm. or your well, cat. You know, you hear about it all the time now. It's that. And then, uh, Pets during COVID was a massive boom. Everyone's yep. like, oh, I'm home for God knows how long. It's a great time to get a friend. <laughs> Everybody that went out. That's 100% true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know that. And, you know, I think the important thing you touched on there, Ken, was like you understood their systems, right? You understood right. what they're using. And, and, and Pete, obviously, you touched on all the cool tech that you picked up from yours. Um, I think that if you can actually do that, right, go in there, understand what they're using, um, if you notice that they're using a certain type of CRM, go home and do the research on it, right? They're clearly keeping track of their patients somehow. So, I mean, understand it. If there's certification in it, get the certification, right? Be ready to, to roll it out and implement it for those vet practices. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to train all of you on it. Great. I mean, we don't have to have somebody bumble through this in the back room for six weeks to get it actually up and running. Even better. I mean, vet practices are not going anywhere. If anything, like, you know, like Pete touched on there, a lot of them are multi-site, you know, that's going to happen. I like mean, the four that we called, those guys are probably all looking at, Hey, could we afford another site somewhere? Could we move right. one of the doctors over. Could we get another doctor in? I mean, that's going to keep happening. And if you can be that person, you, know, you set yourself up a really good, really good spot. Yeah. The pet boom was, is definitely a real thing. It's amazing. <clears throat> it's amazing to see how many uh, people got pets through COVID. Uh, and Keith put that his koi from Japan have arrived. Oh, he had to jump off to go take care of his koi. See another pet. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I know. Actually, he had he went out and found two of his koi dead. So he was not feeling too good uh, 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 this week. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I know how long, you know, what people put into those things to keep them up and running and keep those fish going. Plus, they stay. He's on California, but I know out here they they survive through the, through the winter and frozen mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's crazy, but um so anyways you know yeah we talk about like veterinary and we, we definitely dove into that it's definitely a great vertical just make sure you're finding the right offices the ones that value we did talk about the ones that do but there are some that are like some of the smaller practices that will <clears throat> you know beat you up yeah. a little bit those are the ones you definitely don't want to be looking at but just as a whole some interesting facts about what the you know what end users are looking for now and some some pretty cool numbers that came out of uh, a study that we were looking at uh, at PAX 8 is 75% of organizations are projected to increase their use of productivity tools. Let's think about that for a second. 75% of organizations are projected to increase their use of productivity tools. Hmm. It's a good thing MSPs have access to just about the best productivity tools in the world, right? Just with Microsoft alone. So that means that there's a lot more of oppor- a lot more opportunity out there. And then of course, 62% of the companies are implementing automation to reduce their transactional tasks and eliminate repetitive tasks. Think about that. So you're talking about productivity, automation, which by the way, are the same things that as MSPs, we should be doing in-house as well. We should mm-hmm. constantly be looking for ways to automate our business to become more efficient. And by the way, if you're not retooling and redefining your business every year at the very least, you're going to fall behind. 
because it changes so much. But I will say one thing that we like to talk about when we're going through these percentages is you are in the right industry. So let's not overlook that. Everybody starts to say, oh, should, should I get out? Should I not? We're talking about before COVID hit, we were at 185 to $200 billion as a global MSP market. Think about that. I said billion. I think we're in the right industry. But here's a cool number. By 2027, it'll be at $492 billion. It's going to more than double. Wow. And, and by the way, I think that number is low because this does not take into effect the extreme rocket ship that cloud security and work from home and all of these things now have just got launched into the stratosphere. So when you think about those numbers and you think about all the things that happened through COVID, MSPs should feel really good about the you know where we're at. There's a lot of money to be spent. These folks are actually looking at efficiencies. They're looking at looking at becoming <clears throat> more productive and looking at productivity tools. So now's the time to capitalize on this stuff and follow along with, you know, the advice that you're getting. Again, no silver bullets here. We're all throwing stuff out at the wall and see what sticks. And we all do this, but take the things that you think will work in your business and give them a try. We try to, we yeah. dwell on this. We dwell on this quite a bit. We all have our, you know, the things that have worked, but, I always want to point back to the fact that we are in the right, you're in the right place. If you're an MSP, yes, it's, it's hard, but find ways to get yourself out of the weeds, find ways to, to learn about your business and how to take a step back. Uh, things like traction are, are really great mm -hmm. uh, EOS tools that you can use. There's a new, uh, there's one that's called Patterson, no relation to me. I, I wish I was involved with that, but uh, I know our good friend Ian Richardson uses Patterson and, and uh, has a great effect on his business and the businesses that he you know, helps with that. Just find something that you can yeah. plug into your business that gets everybody in the company rowing in the same direction. Cause that's a big deal. Your culture is the most important part of all of this stuff that we're talking about. So that would be my thing. If you're planning for next year, start at the core, get your business straightened out, figure out who you are, what you do, who you serve, and make sure the whole team understands that as well. And Ken, you know, you bring up a, a real key point of what you do, right? If you were to ask everybody in your company what you do, would you get the same answer? Right. And my guess is probably not. And that that's something that, you know, really uh, you know, a lot of organizations have a lot of problems with. They just, people think they do something different and it's always, oh, well, that's what sales says. This is what it really <laughs> is, right, on the tech side. And, and that barrier never goes. But, you know, uh, marketing is an important thing to your internal team too. You know, making sure that everybody's, you know, when you say rowing the same direction and, and in synchronicity, right, uh, it, what you do and what you offer, right, Everybody should be saying the same thing. It shouldn't be a, like this between departments. It, it's got to be it. I'll tell you a really cool story about COVID uh, and somebody that shifted that really is, I, I don't know how much technology is in their business. I imagine that there's some IOT devices and stuff, but um, so restaurants were pairing back, right? So all their provisioners now of their suppliers of fruit and vegetables. So one of the guys here had multiple trucks and he delivered to all the hotels with well, the hotels and the, the businesses and the restaurants down on the waterfront. I'm in Myrtle beach, by the way, um, you know, slowed down. So tourism was at, at a halt for a little bit. Well, what's this guy going to do? All he does is ship 
fruits and vegetables and does it. So he went to all of the communities that have community senators in them and all the, in, in the, each community. And he would park and he would get on the Facebook groups and he would put, I'll be from here, from here to this time to this time. And I'll have 40 boxes first come first serve. This is how much the boxes are. And by the time we would get down there to go get fresh fruit and vegetables, they'd be gone. So then he started taking reservations. And then as things came back to life, you, you saw less and less of him as he went back to his core business. Now, if he was really smart, he would have started another business and really started competing heavily against grocery stores, you know, that, that are out there with, because the convenience factor of, Hey, I go two blocks or I go two miles, right? Two blocks, hand you my 20, I get a box. I got my week of fruit and vegetables and I go home. So, you know, I think, you know, it was a great pivot and a great shift. And he kept his drivers working with delivery and kept product moving and coming through. And he was able to, you know, at least cover cost or sustain. So it was a if kind it was of a, a quick shift. Then it would work for George. <laughs> <laughs> you got to so, have the Chick-fil-A in there somewhere. Am I wrong, Alec? Come on. No, no, no. I mean, listen, we haven't even referenced points in this one. We haven't referenced Chick-fil-A. We did get the Dallas Cowboys. We have, in, but... It's out. It's out now. We got Dallas out there with Keith, and now we got Chick-fil-A out there. Although I did use some, I did use some points to pay for dinner last week on on our points. So. Well, it's it's interesting. We talk about the the pivot, right? And, and it's <clears throat> some people don't like the word pivot. Whatever. I like it because I just think of friends when they're taking the couch and the pivot. Oh, and they're turning, yeah, yeah. There you go. Pivot. Uh, but for for me, when you're talking about that, that's what separates, for the most part, I think our industry, the channel in general, is a lot of these folks, the way that they pivot through change and, and, and are able to do it sometimes seamlessly, but taking a step outside the industry like Pete did. You know, we have a Chinese food restaurant here that's well known. The, all I don't know why. It's a wrestling stop for all the wrestlers in the world come to this place. They have all their autographs. And it's a big giant Chinese. It's the biggest, uh, biggest restaurant per, per how many people it holds, all that stuff. And they shut down because of COVID. And what they did was they got these three big, you know, those uh, containers, the steel containers, you know, shipping containers. Yeah, yeah. They put them on top of each other, threw a uh, big giant white thing on it and started doing drive-in. So you couldn't go in, right? And they had this big space. So they created a drive-in again. Now, we don't have a lot of drive-ins here in the first place. So it's like bringing back something. But people could pull up to the drive-in, go in, get their food takeout, and sit out there and eat their food while they're watching movies and stuff. And it was packed That's so much. No one, Ken, had to, you know, no one had to Ken, leave their cars. Right? All I can say is I love going through drive-ins with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's drive-through. Drive-through. That's different. That's drive-through. Or, or walk-through. And I wouldn't think that that was really COVID safe since we were out. Well, we were outdoors. So I we guess were outdoors. Well, we were and in we a were, car. But we were, but we were, we were distanced slightly. We're the only people that go through a drive-through without a vehicle, but made some of the vehicle noises. So there you go. It's a great video up on on uh, LinkedIn. I think up on our page <laughs> in LinkedIn. I think I posted it. Yeah, yeah. So from a pivot standpoint, you know, you just see a lot of these companies found a way to make things interesting. And then they were doing, um, everybody loves their Mai Tais. So they were selling uh, mason jars, Mai Tais. You could pull up, get your food and still get a Mai Tai in a mason jar. So they were still 
creating business. I saw a ton of that. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's a great example of how businesses just kind of pivoted. But again, like you said, understand the, the challenges they're going through, right? I mean, I'm in New York right now. I'm, if I was an MSP in New York, I'd be looking at what is it going to look like and how am I going to help my clients if they go back into lockdown? Because it's possible. We're in masks right now. I'm, I'm hoping it's not. <laughs> I, I very much enjoy, enjoy my freedoms and going out again, but um, I'm also realistic. And uh, the fact that it could go that way. So if I'm an MSP, I'm looking at how am I helping my, my partners get ready for the put you know the potential are they going right. to be reselling some of their you know some of their equipment are they going to be reselling cocktails and food to go and are they ready for that do they have the pos set up for that do is there something i can automate for them you know all those things i'm, I'm thinking about it ahead to be ready right if i have a vet practice do they have ipads ready how are they in taking clients you know patients from the i got i gotta tell you if i was a restaurant and i was there i wouldn't have stopped the practice i would have left it going right Right. I would have left it going and my doors are open. Now you can come back, but I still offer it the same way. Take your choice. I'm making well, it easy okay. for you to do business with me. I'm giving you that buy, buy it here button, right? <laughs> I, I'm giving you that buy it here, buy it the way you want. But that's how, that's how, I mean, just look at how Uber Reality Eats. Reality for a lot of it. Uber Eats and these food, you know, Grubhub have taken off. And guess what? Huge. Now people are like, this is kind of convenient. I, I, I don't have to deal with the... The driver, I don't have to deal with the restaurant. I just go onto a page. I plug my stuff in. It can be a bit more expensive with some of the charges, but people are falling into that comfortability of it all. I think we're leading more and more to what's the movie there where we're all just floating around and Wally. <laughs> yeah, Wally. <laughs> we're just not gonna. We're just not gonna go anywhere, do anything. We're just stuck in those little. That that's that's the part. If you look at it, it's like yeah, it's convenience. It's convenience. How far? How much convenient can you get to the point where you're just not doing anything? You're not uh, talking to uh, anybody. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll be, that'll be an economic condition. That'll slow some of that down though. You know, as, <laughs> as the prices continue to rise and, and, you know, um, salaries and other things don't keep pace. That's it. And I think that's probably like another the last key. 50 years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think that's <laughs> going to be another key thing for, for next year is, you know, retain retention of your current employees, you know, mm -hmm. not, not just at, attracting new employees, but what are you doing to retain? Because, the industry is pushing so much cost up now that right. uh, there's some attractive movement that could start occurring. And so your long-term people could start moving around on you and you, you better start paying attention to that and, and doing the little things that will make a difference to make them realize that they count and they make a difference. Gets right, we, back, um, gets right back to the core of your business, right? Your yeah. culture. I know we just did an integration on the B website with uh, Kruhu and, you know, they've seen a huge adoption rate. I mean, that's exactly, you know, on that point, right? Making those internal contests, making that fun, rewarding the employees that are, that are shining. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's definitely going to be a huge thing. I mean, we're not just seeing in our industry, we're seeing in all industries, restaurants, hotels. I mean, we all traveled this year, the three of us, and we saw plenty of that impact. Um, you know, hopefully we're seeing that more and more normalized and right, the workforce build back up. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a very real fear. But, it, but it's a different workforce. Fun. It's a different workforce now because it's dispersed. Some of those patients, mm -hmm. the positions are going to remain. So you may never meet your coworker. Yeah. You may Pretty never true. meet them. So it's not like, you know, the days of, all right, let's make our place really cool with different colors and make the game room and, uh, you know, the tech lounge that, you know, has got beanbag chairs and dark guns and, you know, all of the, the fun stuff when they, all take right, stop explaining or, PAX H. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
hey, we got a lounge. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you if you look at that now, they're not doing that. So how do you reach those employees to, to keep them engaged and keep them yep. a part of, of that culture? How do you bring that culture to them? You know, and there's there's things that you can do. And again, some of that is employee incentives. But like, you know, we do uh, from a marketing standpoint, we have like little boxes that you brand with your company name, with messages like you're special or whatever, whatever you want to put on, you know, as a core type thing. And then you're throwing it full of tchotchkes and, and stuff like that. I know I'm describing Pax 8 again, right? No. <laughs> well, no, when, when, uh, when well, I, well, kind of, <laughs> back, back, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do, they do send a lot of really cool stuff and just keep you, you know, just send little notes and stuff like that. When I was an MSP though, we, we had it, pretty much every month was employee appreciation month. And we always had a way of giving back and did something. It was small stuff. Like you said, little things here and there. I mean, on, St. Patrick's Day, we'd give them dollar scratchies with an Irish cookie or something, you know, shamrock cookie. And, you know, Valentine's Day, we'd joke around with little Valentines and then there would be a little something for them. Uh, we had some pretty cool things. It was just part of the culture. It was just part of what we did there and how we did it. And when we rolled, it made everybody feel a little bit more loved, right? It, it sounds corny, but you want to feel that way, especially now where you're staring at a screen and you're not necessarily sure you're not really connected to the office in some way, shape or form. Now it's even more important to be able to, Oh crap. I go out to my mailbox. I'm, I'm not just getting bills. I'm getting a little special something that says, uh, you know, Hey, thanks for all you do. Here's a little something, whatever. Who doesn't, who doesn't like to get something neat in the mail? Yeah. Honestly. I mean, you know, no, direct mails making a huge comeback, huge comeback. People really genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, yep. I was just looking for I was just looking for one of them. I mean, they just have some really cool uh, Pax 8 stuff where it's like a little note. Sometimes they have a little rhyme on there, a little corny rhyme or something. You know, they send you some socks or something and it's just a rhyme about it. Or are you tired of socks? They send something else with a little rhyme about getting rid of the socks. <laughs> Whatever it is, there's just always some cool little thing tied. And it's good. Keeps you motivated, keeps you rolling. You know that they're not like you're not lost in space. Uh, sure. separated from the company, you know? No, absolutely. So I know we're getting towards the end here. Um, you know, I'm going to say same thing I do every time I'm on here. Uh, these are recorded, right? They're available on the website. They're also available via podcast now, which is very exciting. So make sure to check out your uh, favorite podcast station. Check out MSP Initiative. Uh, good download of past sessions for uh, uh, driving to work, uh, drive home. All that drive to uh, your family's house this holiday. <laughs> We're happy to go with you on that. But um, after that, of course, like I said, take a look at uh, Zero Trust World over at our friends at Threat Locker. They can get you all your information for that. Hope to see everybody down in Orlando. And uh, if you have any sessions you want to see us talk about or any topics that we haven't covered, feel free to uh, message it over to us. We get messages all the time on social media. Always taking a look at those and uh, appreciate all the feedback that you guys have given us so far. And uh, with that, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Always a pleasure. Always fun to, to, to hear from you guys and uh, put a little bit of uh, brain power into it, see what we can do for everybody out there. Fun as always. Absolutely. Better, guys. That's the double for singing second. Go Navy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Sign it off. We'll Bye. see you. Bye.